Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And today is Galentine's Day, so we're talking all about friendship. Yeah, so Becca and I have a hot date tonight. We're going to see this new Netflix movie. We got invited to a fancy screening tonight. But before so we're on we do a gal that, date. Yeah, before we have our date, we're coming to you from my apartment. Woo! It's a real friendshipy week. I'm seeing you every day this week. I know, it's crazy. You're going to be sick of me. We're not going to be friends by the end of this week. I know. We're going to we're going to be enemies. <laughs> no, we're not. Never. So, so before we talk about friendships, also, I guys, haven't seen you. But wait, you guys, oh. we got new mic stands. So hopefully the audio of this episode is a little better. Yeah. Because now we don't have to like hunch over our microphones. I feel like this is a lot to live up to. Yeah. We'll see. But I haven't seen you in two weeks. We are on yeah. back-to-back travel schedule or opposite travel schedule. So I want to know all about your highs and your lows. Well, I know about them, but I want to talk about them. Yeah, because I was in Minnesota, and then you were in Mexico City. Yeah. So Tell me your high. I feel like I have to lump my highs and my lows together this week. Oh. Um, because it was just a very emotional roller coaster. So it started with a high. I got back from Minnesota, and my best friend Natalie came to visit me for our other best friend Alex's 40th birthday party, which was so much fun. It was probably one of the most fun nights I've had in forever. It was like all of our group of friends, like together, drinking, eating this amazing Chinese food. It was fantastic. I saw it on Instagram. It looked so much fun. It was so much fun. Then I woke up the next day, and I don't even know like how to talk about this here, but my Natalie was like, oh, Keith and Ryan texted that something bad happened, and those are two of our best guy friends and I was like what happened and then she started to cry and we found out that our friend who was in Thailand snorkeling died he drowned while he was snorkeling Grace I'm so sorry so it's been a really hard week just processing that because he's like one of the nicest most amazing people I've ever met you met him that one time yeah when you guys were all dressing Becca was with him and all of our friends had a dance party in my uh, in my friend Alex's closet. I had gone to bed because I go to bed early, um, wearing her caftans. They had a wild night together. So it's just been a very hard week. And on top of that, it's fashion week. And I have had events almost every night that I can't just like not go to. Um, and it's very hard going to these things and having small talk and people being like, how are you? And you're like, oh, I'm great. Because you're not going to just say, oh, I'm great. My friend's dead. Right. And none of them know him, too. <laughs> yeah, so it's like different social circles. Look, what a terrible downer to say. Like, like you don't, like, you're at a fashion week party. It's not appropriate. Yeah. So it's just been, it's been a very, very hard few days. And then I got very sick. I, um, on Friday, I was, I couldn't keep any food down. I was throwing up. Oh. So... Yeah. Oh, but then I was put on this list of 50 up and coming fashion people to follow. So that's that exciting. Was, yeah, that was exciting. It's hard to be excited about anything right now. <laughs> it's just like it all feels so fake. Oh, I'm so sorry, Grace. That's so hard. It was bad. Thank you. I appreciate it. But we're going to have it's going to it, this podcast is going to get better. I'm sorry to be so depressing, you guys. It's going to get better. We're going to have a great night at this Netflix thing in the future. Future us because yes. That's future us are going to have Wednesday. a great night. What about you, Becca? So my high and my low are also intertwined. 
my high is that I just got back from Mexico City. So I was uh, there for five days visiting my friend Rachel, who's living there for the month. She works for herself and she... I'm so jealous of that. That's so cool. Yeah, she works for herself and she's like my most adventurous friend. And she basically just did a home swap like from the holiday and is living in Mexico City for the month. And so I'd been there over the summer. I was obsessed with it. So I elected myself the welcoming committee and went down for five days to visit, which was so fun. And it was really nice. Well, first of all, I was excited to go back because I loved it so much when I was there over the summer. I raved about it on the podcast. But um, this time was really nice because I felt less like a tourist. So, you know, we went to a museum and we did like a, a food tour, like taco crawl thing. But otherwise, we just kind of were like, you know, like we lived there, you know, we did like local stuff and it was really nice. So your Instagram stories were on fire, I might say. It was really fun. There was so much food. I was watching it as I was sick and I was like, ooh, but tacos look great. I somehow lost three pounds while I was there and I'm like shocked. I was like, oh, all those health Amazing. tacos that we had. Yeah, health tacos. But um, better my, than green juice. Seriously. Um, but my low is that I, you can tell in my voice, I was so sick in Mexico oh man I was not feeling great before I left I'd had like a cold for from the weekend before and I got on the plane and I got off so much sicker so I didn't have a voice for four days while I was there oh I felt like shit so every time we were home I was like okay cool now I'm gonna nap so I just like I was trying to be a good travel companion because I didn't want to be like hey I showed up and I feel terrible and all I want to do is lay in bed in your apartment but I did yeah so oh it was like not the best time to be on a trip yeah my voice is back though this is literally such an improvement which is oh my gosh saying a lot yeah so poor thing not the best timing but still a really good time well I'm glad that it was fun overall it was so fun and my I'm dying to go to Mexico City my favorite thing about Mexico not my favorite thing but like the best thing about Mexico City is it's so cheap my flight was $285 round trip we spent no money there so it was it's such like a easy place to go that's great I gotta go and it's only four and a half hour flight so it's like it's closer than the west coast like it's an easy long weekend yeah so now it's time for your favorite time the time you've been waiting for it's desperation minute it's desperation minute and i gotta tell you you being the listeners not you being grace listeners listener listen up we haven't been getting that many reviews lately yes and personally i think that the last few episodes have been pretty fabulous we had jared freed we talked about little white lies yeah we've been good Yes, and our Instagram is growing, and we have well over 3,000 Instagram followers. Why don't we have 3,000 reviews? I love that you're counting. I love that you're like, you're like well, something doesn't add up here. Yeah, well, last time I said that we had 2,000 Instagram followers, but we had three, and I was like, oh, I'm doing a bad job. But um, guys, please leave us a review. It really helps us to grow. We have some really exciting news coming up that we're going to share with you next week, but we can't keep doing all this cool stuff if we don't continue to grow. Yeah, so if you're loving this podcast, go leave us a review on iTunes. Ideally, leave us a written one because I love reading them. Yes, we read them to each other. It's really, really yes. fun. It's a weird thing that we do. Yeah. But you can also just leave us five stars. Yes. And you if know, you've done that, you can tell a friend or put us on your Instagram story. And make sure you're in our Facebook group. Yes. Love us all the different ways. Yes, give us love. Give us reinforcement. Yes, that's what we I was need trying it. to get. Positive reinforcement. We that's definitely what I was need trying it. To think of. 
So we would love it if you gave us a review in exchange for the free entertainment that we are giving you. Yes. And it's, we're just so entertaining. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks for listening to Desperation Time. So today, in honor of Valentine's Day, did you watch Parks and Rec? No. Are you kidding? Uh-uh. Oh, I don't even know how we're friends now. <laughs> but th- I think that's where Valentine's Day is from. I think so. I, I actually think it's a stupid word because it's become an, yet another commercial holiday. Oh, I think it's a fun word. I like a holiday that's meant to celebrate your girlfriend. I like the meaning behind it. Well, anyway, anyway, in honor of Valentine's Day, which Grace hasn't seen Parks and Rec, we wanted to talk about friendship. So we asked for questions on our Instagram. And I will tell you the most common question everyone asked everyone this. was, how the F do I make friends as an adult? Yes, in New York or in any major city or anywhere. So I feel like we should kick it off and talk about that. Yeah. Because that seems to be like the question on everyone's mind. Yeah. So I will say most of my friends are through work. So whether that is Bobble Bar, other bloggers that I've met through blogging or um, like PR people or people on the brand side that I've connected with and really gotten along with. So I feel really lucky to have that. But I will say that another way that I've started to make friends is by consistently working out at the same place. Like I've started oh, yeah, to all make, of your sky ting friends. Yeah, all my sky ting friends and going on yoga retreats. I think that it helps that my studio is based in New York because then a lot of fellow New Yorkers go on these same retreats as me. And then we meet up and we take classes. I'm meeting a friend tomorrow night to take class together. Um, that's been a big one. And I've heard a lot of other people say that you know, especially if you go somewhere where people get fanatical about it and go mm-hmm. all the time. Like I know friends who have friends from Soul Cycle. I know friends who have friends from um, what is that? Exhale. Um, for me, Skyting has been like such a big community, and I've made some great friends with both the instructors and other students there. That's really good advice. I feel like when I go to work out, I'm I'm like in my own zone. Yeah, but that's such a that is a good place to make friends. Yeah, yeah. You can also join our Facebook group or the Stripe Facebook group because those, like, I know that in New York, um, the Stripe has its own New York page. I'm not even a member. I actually requested to join and they wouldn't. You're not in your own Facebook group's subgroup? Yeah, I um, I requested to join it and they didn't let me in. They don't want to be your friend. So I'm like, are they talking shit about me over there? I have no idea. But um, that is a great place to start. So I would say that you know, I know I've, I get emails from readers all the time that are like, I've made some of my best friends in the city through your meetups. I love that. I yeah. would say, so I think most of my closest friends are from college or from work. But so I've actually moved around a lot. If you I don't know if you've listened to the early episodes of the podcast listener. Not you, Grace. <laughs> I'm like a, a little discombobulated today. I'm still sick. Um but I lived in Boston when I, I went to college there and I lived there right after and then I moved to San Francisco and then I moved here. So I've had like three cities in my adult life having to make friends. And I feel like, first of all, I've, I've stayed close to my college friends, but then work has always been a great place. But in San Francisco, I made most of my friends through the internet. I remember you telling talking about that. Yeah, I um, made a friend through her blog Grace like must hate this advice because now people are going to reach out to her. I have enough friends. I love you guys, but I'm not in the market. But anyway, I don't even see my current friends. I I reached out and this was in the very early days of blogging too. This was in like 2010. Yeah. So anyway, I reached out to this girl and we ended up meeting up and um, 
she was living in San Francisco at the time, but she was moving to LA and she was like, hey, you need to meet all of my IRL friends because I was new to the city. And she's like, and you need to become their friend and then like tag me out because I'm moving to LA. But that's literally how I met all of my best friends. And I mean, I'm not saying to like email your favorite blogger, but I do think that as you get older, you just meet less, you meet fewer people and you know, you, you're more set in your interests. Like we were talking about last week with Jared about dating. So I do think like finding communities of like-minded people online and like making friends that way is, is like really viable. Yeah, absolutely. Like we date online. Why can't we make friends online? Like, yeah. And I've go never online tried, to offline. I've never tried it, but I know there's Bumble BFF. Oh yeah. There's Bumble BFF. Yeah. But I even think like I'm in a lot of podcast, um, Facebook groups and like, a lot of them host meetups like I think I mean I know it's awkward but I think if you're in the market for friends like going to like finding a community of people that you're into whether that's yoga or whether that's a podcast or a blog or I don't know whatever activity and then you know like putting yourself out there and going to an event is is like a good way to make friends I completely agree I think it's a little different now too like I made a lot of my friends on the internet um, kind of similar to you, like just through back then it was Twitter because like I would tweet out my blog posts and then like I would follow along other blo- bloggers and people and we'd be like talking about Gossip Girl and then like it turns into a DM like, hey, if you ever want to get coffee and a manicure sometime, like let's do it. And then some of those have turned into real life friendships like Victoria, who does my site design and now she lives back in San Francisco. We were Internet friends. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And she actually invited me to her wedding before we had ever met in real life. Um, My ex-boyfriend at the time thought that was the craziest thing ever. And we were going to go. But Hurricane Sandy happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think like finding friends online is not. It's not weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that helps. It's it's really hard. I think the thing that you could take away from this, even if our advice was not helpful to you, is that the number of questions that we got about making friends as an adult, like it's something that lots of people are thinking about and struggling with. And I think maybe you just have to put yourself out there because there's exactly. so many people who are feeling the issue. same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's great advice, Becca. I want to know from the people in our Facebook group. I've seen a bunch of people starting book clubs. Yeah. And I want to know if any of them have actually met up. I know. So tell us in the Facebook group if you guys have done that. I would love it if people had made new friends from the podcast. Yeah. That would make me feel really warm and fuzzy. I I agree. Yeah. So our next question was on friendship maintenance. And this person said that their high school friends still live in their hometown and she's in a different state. And so she wanted to know our thoughts on kind of how to maintain long distance friendships. Admittedly, I am not the greatest at this. Like I am great when you see me and when we're together. Like I find like friends like Jackie and stuff. Like I'm, I don't talk on the phone or like call her nearly as much as we should. But um, when we see each other, it's like we saw each other last weekend. I would say that group texts are always a good thing. Like maybe there's a way you can get on a group text with all of your high school friends and like, you know, feel like you're kind of included. I have oh, one yeah. with my family and that really helps. My college friend group text is lit. Like I don't have my phone in front of me, but I'm sure I have over 50 texts on it. Like it's all day, <laughs> every day. And I feel so close to these people, even though I don't see them every day because I'm talking to them all day. Yeah. So I definitely think the group text is part of the secret. And I love our group text with 
Jackie, we need to reignite this. I miss yeah. you. Oh, wait. Can I say something back to the first question on how yeah. to make friends? So I think the other thing, which is probably a weird thing if you didn't just move to a new city, but if you moved somewhere, I think asking your friends for introductions to friends is another way. So I just introduced yes. Ilana, our special angel friend from Bobble Bar, to another one of my friends who's moving out to San Francisco. And I think like I'm always happy to make friend intros if somebody's Oh, I love a friend intro. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think like I don't think about it unless I'm asked or if somebody's moving, but I think asking your friends for intros to their favorite people in your city is is another thing mm-hmm. that you could do. But anyway, back to this question. So okay, I have two different experiences here. Mm-hmm. So I am not close with any of my high school friends. So I moved uh partway through high school and so I went to high school in Florida and um I had a ton of friends there but it wasn't like lifelong friendships and all of them went to in-state schools for the most part and stayed friends with each other like I always compared it to um did you watch Saved by the Bell the college years obviously so it was like Saved by it was the same cast but there was like one or two new people and like one person missing and like that I feel like is like the perfect analogy for my high school friend group okay I was the missing friend but like they all stayed friends and like they which is great but like you know they were talking about the same things they just like kept going and I wasn't really into it I you know went to college in Boston I made a, a ton of new friends like I didn't go home that often so I didn't stay very close to my high school friends and I think I feel okay about letting that go. I mean, I think like we get, we also get a ton of questions about friend breakups as the other hot yeah, topic. Yeah. Because always. today is a positive, like. We're not talking about breakups today. It's, yeah. It's, it's a Galentine. holiday. You don't break up with your friends on Valentine's Day. Oh, that would be, that would Horrible. be rude. Yes. Um, but you know, I think sometimes you do have to let friendships go and not that any of them were like, you know, it wasn't like a knockdown drag out fight. It was just, you know, it, it wasn't, those weren't my closest friends anymore but then with my friends from college I think the group text has been such a big thing and then also I I mean I guess you can't really control this so this isn't advice but I think in our case like weddings and like planning group trips and things like that like I feel like I see my friends from college at least three or four times a year between weddings and trips and things like that so you know even if we don't see each other every day like I feel like you know you can pick up where you left off and it's Mm -hmm. And, like, even our, our friend trip with Jackie last year. Yeah, we're Jackie, still, like, going off of the momentum of that trip. We need to plan our girls' trip for this year. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, having intense, short, intense bouts of bounding. Wait. Short, intense bouts of bonding. Yes, not bounding. Not bounding. <laughs> rather than, you know, seeing somebody every day is also... I'm just picturing good. rabbits bounding I know. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a good way to maintain friendships, like... I love going away with my girlfriends for a long weekend and like, you know, staying up late and talking and, you know, catching up. And I think that that can sustain a friendship that maybe you don't get to Absolutely. water every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then our next question was how to reach out to a friend after a falling out. That's such a hard thing. And I'm such a pain in the butt because I'm really stubborn. So I feel for this person where it's like, it's a, you know, sometimes it's like you get in a fight with a friend, it's stupid, and you just need to get over it. Yeah. I mean, I think you just need to do it. And I think, like, if you can be the bigger person, be the bigger person, because if yeah. it's... Yeah, it's really hard. It depends what the falling out is over. I mean, this is so vague, so I can't say, but, you know, if you had a 
fight with a friend that you value. I think you just need to eat shit and be like, hey, like, this was dumb. Yeah. Let's go get drinks or let's go to a yoga class or whatever and, like, let's move past it. Um, yeah. This makes me think of last year. Do you remember when you and I met up for breakfast because I was having a fight with my other friend, with Alex? No. Um, you and I went to brunch and she had gotten very upset with me about something. It was a big misunderstanding, but then I was scared and upset. Um, so we were, I'm talking about this because Alex and I were actually laughing about this the other day. Like we had this horrible fight though. And what happened was, did you reach out or did she reach out? Oh, I reached out. Okay. But I had been so traumatized and scared of her that I sent her a screenshot of something I had said about her. Like where I was like, oh, I'm scared of her or something. No, accidentally. Oh my God. It was horrible. That's a thing that I do actually is, and I've done this with guys I'm dating, send them a screenshot of their conversation. It's terrible. I get so flustered sometimes. I haven't done this in like a year. It's like you're thinking about the person. You're thinking about them, so you send it to them. Yes. I haven't done this since this fight, but I called her and she was like, I can't talk to you right now. I'm too upset. But then the next day we like, we were fine. And I think that you have to reach out and be the bigger person. If the relationship is important to you, you need to find a way to just suck it up. And we were, Alex and our other friend, Natalie and I were like laughing about this, about how we were all just giant assholes this one weekend. So I think it's just so important to reach out because you will actually like look back and laugh. I would also say don't let too much time go by because I think little yes. things can become big things. It fester. So yeah. I'm really happy that with that situation, we didn't let it fester and we just like talked even though I didn't want to. And I bought her, oh, so I also bought her cupcakes. So I would say that bringing a sweet treat is always helpful too. Yeah. I think you just need to do it. It's like Nike. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. With that, with that being great said, advice. let's talk about our sponsor. Guys. This is one of our favorite sponsors it is time once again for us to fangirl about lola yes aka becca's previous employer and my favorite tampon company the only tampons i use same so if you don't know what lola is where have you been lola is a women's health brand that was founded for women by women that offers tampons pads and liners made with 100 percent organic cotton And also, as of earlier, well, I guess it was last year at this point, they also have natural sex products. So they have lube and condoms and personal hygiene wipes. Yes. And what is so great about Lola is that their products are natural. So it's actually very terrifying that the FDA does not require tampon brands to disclose a list of ingredients um, and what's in their products. So most of them don't. So you have things like bleached rayon and just stuff you don't want inside your body going into them. Totally. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. And their feminine care products can be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents. And there's a lot of fragrance snuck in there, even if they're fragrance free and dyes. So... That's why we love Lola, because we have 100% certainty what we're putting in our body. And they have a great customizable subscription, so you can get exactly what you need when you need it. Um, 
I personally like that I get my box every other month because I don't need 18 tampons every time. Um, and you can pick exactly the mix that you want. So if you want 17 supers and one light, you got it. If you want three lights, five regulars and eight supers, you got that. Um, I love that because I need lights and like super pluses and nothing yes, in between. Yes, same. And so it's great that like no nobody else makes that package of tampons. Yeah. Like yeah. it's great that I could just have the exact right mix. Yes. So we have an offer for you. Um, for 40% off of all subscriptions, go to mylola.com and enter code BOP at checkout. That's 40% off all subscriptions. Visit mylola.com and enter code BOP at checkout. If you're not using them, you should be. I yes. firmly believe that. Yes. Sponsor or not. Sponsor or not, it's what you're putting inside your body. Yes. Back to friendship. Back to friendship. I like that Lola's our sponsor for our episode about girlfriends. I like it too. I mean, I guess it's not just girlfriends, but... Yeah, girlfriends, guy friends, yeah. guylentines. Well, wait, I want to talk to you about this one because I think this is something that you've experienced. Yes. So how, this is a question from a listener. This is not something that I'm just asking, Grace. How do you support a friend through a relationship that you do not support? So this is a good one because I have been on both sides. I have had friends date people that I hated and I've dated people that my friends have hated. So I will just say, it is not about you. I think that so frequently we get swept up into what other people are doing when their decisions aren't actually really affecting us. Completely agree. Like it's like, it's kind of like getting annoyed at your vegan friend because they're eating vegan. Like, does it affect you? Not really. So I would say that's the biggest piece of advice. The second is like, maybe set some boundaries. I remember when I was dating someone that my friend hated, we just wouldn't talk about him, but we made sure that we always made time for each other. So it was like I had this part of my life that she didn't necessarily like, but we kind of, we still made time to see each other. When Who was this? I I don't want to say names. I know, but I'm... Uh, it was a person I dated that somebody in our friend group hates. I'll tell you later. Okay, tell me later. I don't, I don't, we don't No, 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 I don't want to put anyone on blast, yeah. but I'm like no, trying to figure out who this would be. Both of these people are great people. I'm friends with the guy now. He wasn't a good person to date, as it turned out. And I'm friends with the, my friends still. So, and then when that same friend, actually, I hated her fiance. Like, I hated him. I thought he was dumb. I thought he was annoying, pretentious, well, a bad like they had, they had broken up a few times. I was going to say, knowing the situation, I think there's a difference between somebody that you just don't like, like somebody you wouldn't choose for yourself, whether they have different interests yeah. or um, are annoying or I don't know, just like not your cup of tea versus somebody who treats your friend poorly and you're like sitting on the sidelines being like, I am pretty sure this is going to end badly. Yes. And that was what was happening with that situation and I gave him another chance and I was like she's gonna marry him she's gonna be miserable she's going to move to another country for him and she's going to get bored and move back here but I have to support this decision because she's my best friend and I love her and it's not gonna give her help her at all by me just being mean about him and then he ended up doing something bad and 
that ended that relationship and it was awful and it was so hard to be there and not be like I told you so but like you you at the end of the day like all I want is for my friends to be happy and in this case I'm I'm like trying to think I, I can't well, even so talk about you, him diplomatically I because I hate him so much and now and now she hates him too we all hate him but wait so so the question is how do you support a friend through a relationship that you don't support so is your advice to separate it like, I would set boundaries okay. I would you know either either bite your tongue and don't and just like you know maybe have your friend that you vent to that you don't like him or agree on something like okay like we're gonna we're gonna have our girl time and we're not we're just not gonna talk about him or you just sometimes have to be the bigger person and just like give that other person a chance especially if they're like engaged or I don't know how serious this relationship is if it's serious like it doesn't affect you and you have to just like let it go. Now, would you say that you would always say something or do you ever just like bite your tongue and just be like? If it's a, it really depends. Cause if it's like, I don't like them because I don't think they're good enough for my friend. I bite my tongue. If it's like, I don't like them because they're a cheater or right. they're a bad person or they're taking advantage of you. I think there's ways to diplomatically say, well, do you know, did you notice like that he did this or like, how did you feel when he did that? Or like when they complained to you about them, you know, say like you can be honest and tell them that you think they could do better or that they should, they don't deserve that kind of treatment. At the end of the day though, they're going to do what they want. Yeah. I, this is like terrible advice, but it came to, it just came to me while you were talking. So have you ever heard that there's like an analogy for grief where, you, could, you can't look for support on someone further in the circle. So basically, like, if you're one degree away from the person who passed away, like, you need to lean on somebody further away. So, like, if you're the spouse, like, you can lean on friends, but, like, the friends can't lean on the spouse. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, you can, you need to complain to an outer circle. Yes, exactly. Like, complain to, like, one friend away. It's like when I hated my friend's fiance, I complained to you about him. Right. Not to her about him. Right. So it's like at some point, like if you just have to accept the situation, like complain outside the circle, which is terrible advice. But I truly believe that sometimes complaining like is the answer to keeping your sanity rather than like being a perfect, nice person all the time. Yes, I agree. So it's kind of like that in grief and in bad boyfriends. Agree. Complain one circle out. Yes. Love that advice, Becca. I really don't think I'm winning any awards for it, but I'm here. I would here. give you an award for it. I wonder what kind of advice awards exist. Okay. Anyway. So the next question is like a long one and I love like a nice, long, juicy question. I was just going to say that I love long questions and I feel like we stopped getting them because we stopped telling people our email address on episodes. Yes. So you can always email us at badonpaperpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. It's I love mouthful. the long ones because sometimes these ones that we get over DMs are so vague that it's really hard to give advice like we'll get on. Like, like thoughts on this and you're just like, uh. Um, thoughts on... Yeah, it's like, it's too vague. It's not a question. 
But I love the details. Also because I'm nosy. Yes, I know. I feel like we're like in on a secret. So this person wrote, I have a friend from high school who I just don't know what to do about. We went to prom together and used to go clubbing together in college. Remember clubbing? Remember clubbing? Oh my God. Remember like clubbing shirts? Like I had like a bin of clubbing tops and dresses and things. I got invited to go clubbing in Mexico City. And first of all, I mean, I didn't have a voice, so I didn't want to go. But I was like, this is my nightmare. I don't remember the last time I went clubbing. But anyways, so they used to go clubbing in college. She wrote, I have grown out of this stuff. Same. But she's still forgetful that we all have to work on Monday. And we'll still ask if we want to go to karaoke on a Sunday night after dinner and be upset if we say no. She's in a high-powered job at IBM. Power power to this person that's going clubbing on Sunday and has this high-powered job. Seriously. So it's not like she has more time than us. She's always late. She's always flaking out at the last minute. But she always wants to be included in activities. Unfortunately, she's no longer just my friend from high school. She's now friends with my other friends. What do I do? Ooh. So what I didn't get from this question was what she wants from this friendship like does she want to just like cut off the friendship or does she want to like talk to this person about shaping up and like being less flaky like I don't I don't quite know what this person's end game is but without knowing that I think what I would say is that it sounds like maybe this is a one-on-one friend versus a group friend and like a low stakes one-on-one but friend. this person wants to be included in all the group activities well, I think like you make separate plans yeah. with them. Like you still have, it's not like you're like giving, you're ghosting them, but like, you know, you have separate plans and like maybe they're not on the planning text for, you know, the dinner that you're having on Sunday. Maybe you have plans w- for them on, with them on Tuesday night and it's just you two and it's like very defined what you're going to do and it's low stakes. If somebody cancels you on a Tuesday, great. Great. Yeah. I like that. I, Again, I, I've said set boundaries so many times here. I had this friend, um, and we're still friends, but when we were in our late 20s and early 30s, there was a constant guilt trip if I wanted to go home early. And it was always just like, you're so lame, this and that. I'm that friend too. Um, Not the guilt trip friend. Like, I'm like, it's bedtime. It's bedtime. And I will say, like, I think throughout the years, just being like, well, I know it's bedtime for me. Like, and having to just like say it very confidently and not waver that has helped like that friend then would tease me constantly oh you're always going to bed early oh you're no fun like because I did at the time I had to be at work at 8 30 so I couldn't just like fuck around on a weeknight but I will say just like setting boundaries definitely helps yeah or maybe this is your big night out friend like yeah Maybe she's your friend when you and call her on Saturday. I don't know. Yeah, like make plans with her when you want to like go paint the town. Like she sounds fun, but like maybe she's I don't know. And find I out don't, how she holds down this job and goes out that late because I want I want advice from her. I know. I she should be a guest on this podcast. Yeah. But seriously, I mean, I think like Grace is right. Like it's about knowing yourself and like what you want to do. And I think that's. I don't know how old this person is, but like, I think that gets easier as you get older, where in my early 20s, like I would feel so much pressure if we were all going out that like you have to go with the group, like you're going out in a pack of 10, 
everyone's, everyone's going out. Must. We're raging. You can't go home. Like you're on the bus. Like not. The- oh, that sounds so awful. But I remember that. Yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. like I think having confidence in what you want to do and being fine with that. Like to your point, regardless of what anyone thinks. Like I'm going home. It's Sunday night. Like I have to be up early and like not letting anyone else's like thoughts on that bother you. Agree. Like. I hope that she has other friends who want to go to karaoke on Sunday night with her and like she can do that with them or she should work on finding them. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's it's not advice, but like it just naturally happens that as you get older, like. It's you, almost like you weed out those people or everyone just gets tired. So no one's pressuring you anymore. <laughs> you weed out those people, but also like, you know yourself more where you're just like, I don't care that this isn't what you want to do. Yeah. Like, this is what I need. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to go do it. And everyone needs to just support their friends and what they want to do being in her 20s is hard it's so hard that whole like group think mindset I wonder how old this person is yeah yeah that's like I'm guessing she's like 25 yeah because she's she's referencing high, high school and clubbing in college yeah yeah it gets better this is our PSA it yeah, gets better it gets a lot better so I think this one is to you more than to I me. don't relate to this question though and oh. it makes me wonder if I really am an introvert Let's tell people the question before we react to it. So this person wrote for introverts, how do I get excited about going out with friends? I am always excited to go out with my friends. Um, I think, I think if you're not excited to go out with friends, you need to like take a hard look at your calendar and maybe make sure you're getting enough you time because I always make sure that I have like at least a few nights off a week or days where I'm just home all day like reading or working or whatever it is because then I'm like oh I miss my friends like I can't wait to go out so don't don't overload your calendar make sure I would say that I try and keep my calendar at least two nights where I'm not doing anything and then the rest of the time I'm just like so excited to see my friends so I don't know if I'm just like a bad person to give advice here because I do consider myself an introvert but I also like rely on seeing my friends like I would say if you're not in the mood like put on some good music um sometimes take a bath taking a bath helps although that can lead you in the other direction you'll just be tired and want to go to bed um but I think that the biggest thing is probably that your calendar is too packed if you're not excited to see your friends and you need to do something about that. I'm not even an introvert, but like defensive scheduling is yes. Yes. My time is my biggest priority and I say no probably to like 90% of plans so that I can be excited to seeing my friends when that time comes. And you know, the other thing that is always hard for me, defensive scheduling. I love that line. Uh, I know I feel like I need to do that because otherwise you like give away so much of your time to events or like work things or other things and then you're like your time is your most precious commodity oh but what I was gonna say is um I feel like the other thing is that it's really hard for me to go out on a Friday night unless I'm super excited about something we're doing but I feel like I'm always tired on a Friday and it's like we need to stop making plans on Fridays because we always cancel I know, but I think that's the other thing is like know your know yourself. It's apparently like the mantra of this episode, but um if you know that like it's harder for you to go be with people on Friday night or on a weeknight or whatever, like figure out when works for you and schedule around that and so you don't feel like you have to force yourself. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of making Saturday plans or Sunday brunch. 
I also like weeknight plans. Like I feel like if oh, I, I go straight weeknight. from whatever I'm doing, like I don't take a break in between. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not an introvert, so I don't feel qualified to say more. I'm an introvert, but I would say I'm probably an extroverted introvert. And I would say really just being very surgical with your time so that when you do have that friend time, you are so pumped to see them. Yeah. So here's another. We have two about relationships that I think are really interesting. Yes. So the first one is how to prioritize your friendships when in a new and exciting romantic relationship. I don't know. For me, friends always come first. I was just going to say, you know how they say that you have two different stomachs, like one for regular food and one for dessert? Yeah. I feel like it's like they they scratch a different itch. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't know. When I was dating Andy, I felt like if I didn't see my friends, like I was just upset. So I was just like, I'll, we'll, I'll see you a few nights a week and I'll see my friends the other nights a week. Also, like... Don't you want to gossip about the person you're dating with your friends? Exactly. Like, how do you dissect your relationship alone? I can't relate to people who just, like, ditch their friends when they're in a new relationship because, I don't know, my friends always come first. And maybe that's why I'm single, but your friends are so important. And at the end of the day, like, significant others will come and go. And, like, maybe you will marry that person. But your friends are your friends. And, like, I think that you always have to make them a top priority. I think that also is colored by our perspective in life that we're both in our 30s and single. This comes so, with age, too. Like, if you had gotten married to your college boyfriend and, you know, like, you were friends with your girlfriends, but your primary relationship was totally that romantic relationship, like, it would totally be different. But, like, as you go through your 20s and 30s and you, like, date people, break up with people, whatever. Yeah, like and your you friends are always the constant. Yeah, like your friends are the thing that's going to be there no matter what. Yes, and they know all of the weird things about you and they love you anyway. Totally, totally. Um, and I think like remember that because like as much excitement and faith you have in your relationship, like... I don't want to be cynical. But. I know, but like, you know, who's going to be there always no matter what? Yes. Your girlfriends. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like... I think that it's so funny when you're dating someone. I I never have a hard time with um, prioritizing my friendships. What goes downhill for me when I get into a relationship workouts. is self-care. Oh. Not even workouts. Just self-care. Like, I suddenly, like, will look at my nails and they'll be, like, all chipped and disgusting. While I'll have, like, horrible highlights because I'm just, like, doing... I'm, like... It, it becomes like this like it's almost like another job like I think we talked about this a little bit with Jared last week but I find that my self-care goes like downhill and I have to like block off nights like when you're dating someone it's very easy to be like oh no I'm seeing my girlfriends tonight I can't hang out with you but if you're like no I need to stay in and like take a bath and like paint my nails and my toes they're like what but I think that also means that it's just like that's not as important to you like maybe I'm just not hygienic no I, I mean like is it <laughs> ultimately the most important thing for you to have a perfect manicure like no, no probably not, not and that's really. fine yeah hence the no nail polish I haven't had nail polish on in like three weeks yeah so it's not really self-care it's like it's like upkeep, upkeep. it's, it's your upkeep. maintenance yeah yeah if it was truly something that made you feel great you would want to keep prioritizing yeah, it versus true. like do you care if you have a manicure? Like, yeah, maybe if you're going to a special event but like on the day-to-day are you like I can't live without my nails and if you can yeah. then I bet you would still do yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Because I feel like 
I don't know. We talked about this a long time ago on the podcast about self-care, but I think like we label a lot of things as self-care that are not actually self-care. Yeah. And I do that too. Like yeah. for me, keep versus self-care. Yeah. Like for me, skincare is not self-care. Like it's not something that I enjoy in this way. Like it's like, yeah, I don't want to have wrinkles and I want to have moisturized skin, but it's not <laughs> self-care and like this refills my cup. Yeah. And I feel like we, as a culture talk about face masks and, beauty maintenance as self-care and I think like yeah like I think that's a good barometer that it's like if you get into a relationship or you get busy Mm -hmm. and you don't want to make the time for it then like it's not self-care yeah that's a really good way to look at it sorry that was a tangent but I just like felt like I needed to say that okay we have one last question to get into and this one's so funny because this is from one of my actual friends oh funny I have strong opinions on this actually okay So she wrote, if a friend tells me something and asks me not to tell anyone, am I expected to keep it from my husband? I don't think so. I, (laughs) I think it's okay. I think so too. Yeah. I I assume when I tell tell my friend a secret, unless she's like, please don't tell your boyfriend or your husband or whoever. Like, I think it, it almost like, and I'll tell, I would tell the, the guy, like, don't repeat this but like if I tell my best friend Nicolette something I assume that John her husband is gonna know about it too totally and that's fine because I don't assume that John is out there like yeah gossiping with his bros about yeah. like your totally. secrets and if it's confidential and like maybe it involves one of his friends I'm like please don't tell him but like this is just between us right or but if it's I like, always assume that yeah. me too and I think that's fine yeah I mean, I guess it would be different if you were in a situation where you were, like, friends and hung out regularly with the husband. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, it would be something awkward. But, like, yeah, I assume that anything I tell somebody who is married Or even will in be a told, really serious relationship. Yeah, will be told to that other person. And generally, I don't care because it's not as if they're going to yeah. tell somebody or... I would also, like, it would be really weird if, like, going back to your example about Nicolette, if then John came and tried to talk to you about it. Like, I also think there's boundaries that, like, the husband would understand. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. if there were a situation that was, like, if the husband then came up to you and started talking to you, like, yeah, maybe I would not want my friend to tell their husband. But yeah, I'm fine with this. Yes. I'm fine with it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that answers um, all of your friendship questions. From I'm wondering this week. for the person who wrote this, and I won't call you out, but like I want to know what prompted you asking this. If like there was a situation, and I'm also curious if there are people who think that this is like not something that's yeah. kosher. Yeah, I think I think people are going to disagree with us both here, but I think I want to know. Yeah, I want to know. So tell us in the Facebook group. So before we get into our obsessions and our Instagrams and all that. And while we're reading. Let's talk about our other sponsor today, who's Care Of. So it's a love fest for our sponsors this week because I absolutely love Care Of. So Becca and I both got a free month when we did the first ad with them, which was like five months ago. But I've since signed up and get them every month. I am now, I think, on my fourth or maybe even fifth month. So I just like this because I think that figuring out what vitamins and supplements you're going to take is really confusing. There's so many choices. um, And I know that I should be taking them. Um, You always hear things like 
90% of people fall short of the FDA requirements for at least one vitamin or nutrient. And like the whole world is vitamin D deficient. Yes. So we've got Care Of, which is a subscription service that figures out which supplements are right for you. So it starts with a quiz and Cosmopolitan Magazine as a teenager taught me to really enjoy anything that is brought to me in a quiz format. Love a good quiz. Love a good quiz. So it asks you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices, and it's quick. It's like five minutes. And then it tells you, it spits out what supplements you should take, which I love because I feel like I get so much contradictory information that I don't know what's right for me. And then once you've taken their quiz, Care of sends you a month worth of supplements packaged into convenient daily packs, which I also love. Uh, All of your vitamins are portioned so that if you're going on a trip, you can just throw that many packs in your bag. Or if you're like me and you're a baby about taking pills, so you need to like take them throughout the day. The pack is really nice because I can like take one and then wait a while and then take another. That's a personal problem. But they're so convenient when you're traveling. So you don't have to bring that like old person pill case or, you know, like the bottles of everything. And um, they make it so easy. So easy. I also love the fun facts and the quotes that they provide on each pack. So It's like a popsicle. Yeah. Mine said, happiness in this world, when it comes, comes incidentally by Nathaniel Hawthorne. That's a confusing quote. Yeah, but I like it. Okay. Yeah. Lastly, you can modify your pack at any time, and they also cater to vegan and vegetarian options. Yeah. So... For 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter code BOP. Again, it's 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins. Visit TakeCareOf.com and enter code BOP. So again, it's 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins at TakeCareOf.com with code BOP. Let's get into the obsessions, Grace. Yes. What are you obsessed with this month, Becca? I this, mean, this month. Week. This week. <laughs> this week. Okay. So I'm obsessed with these cashmere sweaters from Nordstrom from their house brand Halogen. And I bought one and then I actually liked it so much I went back and bought another. So I'll, I'm going to link it in the Facebook group because I feel like it's like hard to do it justice. But the thing about it that's so great is that I think they're kind of on permanent sale. So they're regularly priced at $90, but they're on sale for $60. And Halogen cashmere is amazing. It's such a good it's price. So and soft. it's so soft, such good cashmere. I'm obsessed with them. So I, I have, always load up at the Nordstrom anniversary sale. I have two and I'm like contemplating buying more. So I'll, I'll leave this open for myself. So I remember to link it in the Facebook group on Wednesday when the episode goes live. What are you obsessed with? So I have two. So first of all, they always say that you can tell a woman's age by looking at her neck and her hands I'm really afraid of the neck thing I feel like yeah, I've been is, I'm, I'm pretty good with the neck because I do my skincare like all the way down to my like to my cleavage basically oh mm-hmm. I've been scared by media to yeah. moisturize my neck yeah moisturize your neck but your hands so that I'm I um, have been making sure that I keep hand cream on my person at all time like I have one in my bag now one at my desk um, one by the TV one by my bed um, what kind of hand cream are they all different they're all different so I have a partnership on my blog with Eucerin and oh. um, I gotta tell you like I love their hand cream and I love their foot cream too I'm really into the Wellita skin food oh I love I that didn't but I put to- that on my face Oh, I don't think you're supposed to do that. I don't. No, I you, used to, you are. It's like 
into the glass wrote a whole article about how it's like actually the natural dupe for La Mer. Oh, mm-hmm. I I used to not like Wellita skin food because of the smell. It yeah. has a really strong smell, and I just kind of got over it. But now I have one on my coffee table, and I try to moisturize while I'm like reading or watching TV in the evening. I love their products; they're really good. I know I'm really bad at hand cream. I feel like I've been scared straight into moisturizing my neck, but I'm not on yeah. the hand cream on train as regularly. Yeah. Uh, says the girl who always forgets to get manicures but at least I'm putting hand cream on what about on Instagram what are you loving there so this week my obsession is a really good one Ashley Spivey actually got me into this one so it's called history cool kids and it is just all like really cool historical moments so I feel like every time I read one of their Instagram posts I learn something new so they had a really cool one about um New York but they always just like have really relevant cool facts from history and I feel like I learn so much from it every time I I um check out their Instagram oh I love that I love a good educational like learning moment on Instagram yeah that's why I love Hitha's um five smart reads that she does every morning yes I'm bad at swiping up and like spending all that time on my phone so I love her newsletter Mm, totally um mine is Lizzo the musical artist do you know her no oh my god first of all you need to go listen to all of Lizzo's music because she's great but there was this great uh cut the cut had a profile on her I think she was the cover of New York Magazine this month and um she's also a classically trained flautist oh wow her Instagram is very fun it is very body positive it Uh is very like she's has a huge personality I love the flute content I am very into her music and now I'm very into her Instagram her Instagram handle is at Lizzo beating uh b-e-e-a-t-i-n-g um but I followed her like a week ago and I'm really happy with my choices I already liked her music but I didn't realize that I needed to follow her on Instagram so that's me okay I'm gonna check I'm, I'm gonna consider following I'm not sure I, I I don't care about her music. Well, maybe I like her oh, That's music. what I was going to say, is I want you to listen to her music. I'm going to listen to her music, and then I will report back okay. on my feelings. Okay. What about books? Okay. So I read this book called America for Beginners by Leah Frankwe. And the premise is basically a Indian widow who's in her, I don't know, I'd say 60s or 70s, comes to the U.S. to look for her son who... They disowned him because he was gay and he moved to Los Angeles and after he left India and came out to his parents and the father was really conservative and so they disowned him. And after the father died, she came looking for him and took a cross country road trip from New York to L.A., basically like biding her time to like get acclimated to the U.S., So the book came highly recommended to me by one of my best friends, Rachel, who I trust her reading taste a lot. She said it was like the best book she's read this year so far and like gave it five star, like A plus plus review. Yeah. I thought it was good. I did not feel as strongly about it as she did, but I did think it was an interesting read in that it was um, both like contemporary fiction that was pretty readable, but also gave a very interesting point of view on what it's like to be an immigrant coming to and living in the U.S. Yeah. Not even from like a poverty perspective, but just from like a culture shock perspective. So I did think that that was interesting and challenged my perspective, but 
I wasn't quite as amped on it as Rachel, but I don't think I'm the be all end all on this book. So if it sounded interesting to you, I've had actually multiple friends say they loved it. I'm putting it in my Amazon cart, but I'm going to read about it more. I'm on a book buying hiatus because I'm trying to only buy books from the bookstore. And also my to read pile is out of control. Tell me what you read. You read because I want to talk about this. Oh, so I read where the crawdads sing, which everyone is talking about. And I wasn't into it. I read the f- sample on Kindle, and I was oh like, God, you gotta "Do not it. pass go." I was not into it, but you loved it. I loved it. Um, so I really loved it. I felt that it was a little bit like there were parts that reminded me a little bit of Educated, which you know I loved. Um, there was also a mystery, like there was a murder mystery in there as well. There was a love story. Had everything. They had everything. And I read it in two days. That's how you know it's a good book. Yeah. And while I was in Minnesota with my sister, I feel like she was like, what are you reading again? Like, cause they don't have TV at their house. So I was like, I'm just going to read while you work and do your thing. Like, yeah. I read a lot on that trip. Well, clearly I'm in the minority because everyone is obsessed with the book. It's I think Reese Witherspoon optioned it to become a, a movie. Yeah, people love it. I did get one comment from somebody, and they were they like went off on me, and they were like, "I can't believe that you liked it. It was so unrealistic. How is she able to like be attractive and pretty when she lived in the marsh and this and that?" I was like, "Just let 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 me live the fantasy. It's fiction." Um, but it was very funny. I thought it was just a beautiful book, a beautiful story, and is it realistic? Not really, but it felt like almost like a a fairy tale in a way. Okay. I loved it. But if you, listener, are looking for something to read, we have our February book club coming up on February 27th with our special guest, Ashley Spivey from Spivey's Book Club. Yes, we love Ashley. Um, We love all of her book picks. We always tend to read the same books and agree on, have the same opinions. So I think we're going to have a really lively chat. But... Grace, can you tell us about, can you give us the one minute pitch on the book? Because I haven't read it yet. So 99% mine is, a, and it's, I'm a little bit, um, it, it's been a while since I read it, but 99% mine is by Sally Thorne, who is the author of The Hating Game, which most of you guys, at least everyone, anytime anyone told me to read a book, it was that. So it is the story of this girl, and she is she lives in her grandmother's home, and her childhood crush slash best friend moves home to help her renovate the house and so the two of them to do it together um she's always had a thing for him for the first time in his life he is single so it's kind of like there it's like a little love story um her brother like desperately does not want them to get together so there's like he's kind of like throwing a wrench in there and she also has all these health issues and she also drinks too much and is kind of like a little bit of a wild child so it's a good book. I did not like it as much as I liked The Hating Game, I'll say, because but I was fanatically obsessed with The Hating Game. So I would say I, I gave this one like an A minus. I don't want to I don't want to get into too much discussion here, but I, I did really enjoy it. Well, I need to read it because February 27th is coming. Yes. So where can we fi- people find you, Becca? Oh my gosh, come find me on Instagram. I'm at Becca M. Freeman. And I am also the voice be- behind at Bad on Paper podcast most of the time. Most of the time you are. Sometimes I go in and I'll just like post something, but I don't usually. I'm busy enough. I'm at Grace Atwood and my blog is The Stripe. And I have iPhone burnout, so I don't go into the Bad on Paper one. 
Well, come play with us on the internet. Also join our Facebook group if you need reading recommendations or want to chat yeah. with us. And so. we're going to see you next week with our guest, Blair Eady. Oh, we love Blair. We're going to be talking to her about everything fashion, lifestyle, business, a few personal questions, and more. She's the best. I don't think people realize how funny she is because she's she doesn't really show a lot of her personality on her Instagram and her blog. Well, I'm amped. Yes. So too. we will see you next week with Blair. And in the meantime, have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.